I'm joined here with Kelsey Mueller, who was 20 years old and is currently studying at BYU. She's studying nutrition, is that correct? Dietetics. Dietetics. Same diff. Same diff, same diff. She loves visiting her family in the best state ever, Montana. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm John Blotter, and this is the Everyday People Podcast. Thank you, Kelsey, for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. So, to start off, like I explained before, we will have an icebreaker segment. I do this with all my guests, and these are questions that are short, breezy, light, and fun to answer. They only require short answers, but you can give long answers if you so please. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. Cover girl. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Exactly. Not a sponsor. Not sponsored as of now. Uh, <laughs> so, to start off, what is your favorite color combination? Purple and... Ooh... Uh, I don't know. Purple is just my favorite color, but probably like a light turquoise. Would you become a bird or a fish if you had the option? Oh, a bird. Bird. I have flying dreams all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, You have a million dollars that you have to give away. Who is the recipient of this million dollars? Ooh. I don't know. (laughs) I... Let's say, I don't know, we'll just say my parents. Your parents? (laughs) Yeah. They're good people. You have to pay them back? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pay it forward, or pay it backward. Exactly. Yeah. And choose one of your friends to to rule the world. Oh, uh, probably Belle. Isabel de Guzman. (laughs) Good answer. Yes. So, that concludes the... It concludes the icebreaker segment. We're now going to talk a little bit about your current passion in life, which is dietetics. Yes. Would you say that's something that engrosses you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your relation with the study is also personal because of your own conditions that you have. Mm -hmm. Could you give us a short summary of what conditions you do have? Oh, yeah. So I've had allergies my whole life. Yeah. I was born with um, a really bad nut allergy and other stuff like allergies to bananas and yeast and turkey, like really weird stuff. And it changed over time and I got new ones. So, um, cause the body is really moldable mm. when you're growing up. Yeah. Um, right now there's a, lo- a low chance of me changing allergies, but so currently it's uh, gluten, dairy, and nuts. Gotcha. So... Is it safe to say that your relation to this, because of your allergies, got you to study dietetics in the first place? Yeah, I I think so. I've always, um, and plus I've always had a passion for recipes and just like experimenting in the kitchen as a little kid. So you love to cook? Yeah. Okay. I had, I had a blog as an eight-year-old kid. Oh. Yeah, it's, um... It's chemsfood.blogspot.com, <laughs> and I forgot the password, so it's like frozen in history. I can't change it. It's just on the internet forever, and it's full of like spelling errors. Like uh, whipped cream was whoop cream, 
<laughs> and like cinnamon is spelt all wrong. And, really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. No yeah, lie. you should. It, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's cool. So you've learned a lot about dietetics. Yeah. Okay. Do you know of anything that people misunderstand about nutrition? The yeah, general population? Well, oh yeah. Even just surface level, like the whole diet culture, it's completely un- ineffective and people mm-hmm. like that's why the changes people are looking for, yeah. they don't last when you're going through these like fad diets because your body needs food, needs all the food departments, like fats, carbs, protein, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't just cut out, like drastically cut out some big category. Your body needs it. And so it's all about like holistic eating, moderation, like, you know, and really just emphasizing fruits and veggies and people just don't understand that. Yeah. And for me, it's more about how do you feel? Are you healthy? Like, um, it's not about like, are you skinny? Like, that doesn't matter. It's, is your body healthy at like a good point in your life, you know? Definitely. So. Okay. So talking about your condition, do you feel that having these conditions has helped you grow as a person, as an individual? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I did definitely think so. It's taught me um, <laughs> self-discipline <laughs> because if I eat certain things, then I may uh, die <laughs> or at least get pretty sick. Um, and it's taught me to appreciate what I do have. And yeah, so I think because of that, I'm not super picky. Like mm-hmm. if I can't eat something, then I will. Definitely. Um, yeah. Many people believe that the trials we have are given to us by God. Do you believe that you were given this trial for a reason? Oh, totally. Totally? Yeah. Why do I'm, you think so? Oh, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because I have all these medical conditions and my family doesn't have like any of them really yeah comparatively so it's like why did you not spread this evenly definitely (laughs) but yeah it definitely gives you more um it teaches you to be um oh what's the word you're like forward and um oh it starts with an a the word you oh shoot (laughs) you have to like advocate for yourself yeah and you, um, I don't know, just conscious of things. I don't know. Yeah. Do you believe your ability to empathize with others that might not have the same conditions yeah. as you has grown? Yes, totally. So that's also why I'm, I want to become a dietitian because I feel like my perspective with um, allergies and my kidney disease and all the dietary restrictions because of those have, um, I can definitely empathize with people who have to change their diet and they don't know how because mm-hmm. I've been through that so I know how to do that so exactly so what do you want to do specifically with your schooling well the nice thing about dietetics is you can um, really go into any field there's like sports clinical um, like inpatient outpatient you can work in the NICU with um, little babies you can work at schools. Um, so right now I'm pretty interested in sports dietitian mm. uh, work. Also, 
I want to look into like humanitarian stuff with malnutrition in other places. So that would be fun. That is a very fun thing to do. Yeah. So what would you give advice? What advice would you give to the children right now that are having to suffer with? The children. The children. <laughs> the young people in particular that have to endure these conditions. Um, I would, I don't know, I would just tell them to keep their chin up and uh, focus on the good and um, just always put your health first. Like sometimes it's embarrassing as a kid to carry around an EpiPen or yeah. um, have to say no to some treats that your friends are eating, but I don't know, just be careful with your health and be happy for the good. Yeah. That's what I would say. Did you have the same perspective when you were a child? Uh, I definitely had to grow that perspective. <laughs> so what was the initial perspective that you had? Um, it was like, ah, mom, why can't I eat this? Or why do I have to carry my EpiPen everywhere? Or just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what age did you start to break out of that way of thinking? Um, I don't know. Maybe when I, when I was about 10. 10? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there an event in particular that... No. <laughs> I just slowly got there. Just gradual? Yeah. Okay. I, I will say, um, in high school, I developed new allergies to gluten and dairy. Mm -hmm. And I was in denial for a while, because those two aren't, like, deadly or anything. But I was, like, I was having some pains, and then I we did some blood work, and they were like, oh, surprise, you have more allergies. And I'm like, no, this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept eating, like, Krispy Kreme donuts and stuff, and I was like, I'm not giving this up. I <laughs> Whipped cream is too amazing. Yeah. But then, I don't know, that took a while. That took, like, a month or two before I was like, okay, I don't feel good when I eat these, so I should stop. Right. Yeah. Do you think your experience with that has helped you to accept other disappointments that have come along in your life? <laughs> yes, because they just kept coming, so... They just kept coming. And that's that's part of life. There's the ups and the downs, and so... I'm definitely used to the downs, so they're easier as they come. They're easier. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how... Uh, who you were as a child. We talked a little bit about how you were in a little bit of denial in high school, or... When you were 10, you finally broke out of that way of thinking that you had that, oh, this is stupid, I just want to eat this certain food, right? Mm -hmm. But if you had to describe who you were as a child, you can choose any age. I was a chaotic, creative, um, weird little kid. I love the alliteration. <laughs> chaotic, creative. Chaotic, yeah. creative, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, I, okay, I'll paint the picture. Mm. There's eight-year-old Kelsey. She has bangs and a bob and um, glasses <laughs> because I had a lazy eye. Mm. And I wore a lanyard with my Tamagotchi on it. Only the OG fan will remember the Tamagotchis. <laughs> and I would, like, play jump rope with my Tamagotchi and... I wore the weirdest clothes, and my favorite day at school was um, mismatch day. It was part of homecoming week yeah. at elementary school. Yeah, 
So you dressed differently. Yeah. <laughs> was it a reflection of how you acted? A little bit. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But I just, I just wanted to have fun. And you were okay with being different. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I have no idea, but I, like, thrived. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love being weird. And then now I look at my old pictures and I'm like, Mom, how could you let me leave the house like that? <laughs> so at the time, it was a sense of pride you had. Yes. But now it's a little embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Although now I definitely have my... It's a different sense of weird, but I still, I still carry that pride a little bit. Yeah. I like being different than other people, so. Was there someone you looked up to that you saw as different? Hmm. Yeah, probably my parents. They were different. Yeah. They are different. Yeah. How are they different? <laughs> my mom uses, like, funny vocabulary. I don't know if you've ever seen Wicked, the musical, but she's like Glinda. <laughs> Glinda. <laughs> Always with just, I don't know, funny words and phrases. And always singing and, like, dancing. And then Dad is, like, a total nerd. Loves trains. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So they showed me, like, it's okay to just, like, I don't know, be different and um, have fun all the time. You don't have to, like, put on a fake face for people. You can just be yourself wherever. Do you believe that's where you got your creativity? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, my, my dad was, he was really into um, pen and ink drawings, and um, my mom did lots of crafts with me when I was, with me when I was little, and my great-grandma was a painter, so I think that all kind of just culminated, and yeah. Well, down to the person we have before us. Yes. Kelsey. Yep. <laughs> cool. So what creative things have you done? Well, I, currently I like to watercolor and paint with acrylics, and then um, I like pottery too, but I haven't done that in a long time. You know, I just really enjoyed it in high school art or elementary art, and I did a mosaic one time in middle school. That was pretty fun. Um, my dad always jokes that if the hot glue gun is out, it's like... Oh, time for crafts. <laughs> Kelsey, the hot glue gun is out. <laughs> so. Yeah. Your family's light. They're fun. Yeah. Do you like it like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me personally, I can't stand it when I can't express myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I have a family. I'm glad we have families that allow us to express ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, totally. So, we talked a little bit about your parents' influence on your creativity. Do you believe that they've had other influences on you as a person? Yes. I think they've definitely impacted um, my work ethic and my spirituality, like my faith, and, oh, my love of the outdoors, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. My, For example, every summer we go up to our cabin in Priest Lake, and my, my dad has always been a, a skier with his brothers, like slalom skiing behind the boat and so he got us kids started all of us cousins were like forced into the water like you know uncles and dads like get it like we're gonna start you skiing and and so I've like been skiing since I was eight years old and I love it it's so fun like if you get up early enough I always get up early with the uncles and like hopefully the lake is so glassy 
and it's freezing, but you get out there and like, you can like bend down when you're going and just feel the smooth water. Yeah, right. it's super fun. That's so cool. So yeah, things like that. I have definitely like absorbed from my parents. Right. So would you say that how much would you attribute to nature versus nurture of your personality? I have no idea. <laughs> it's not like I have something to compare myself with, Good point. but uh I don't know. I think most of it is Well, I guess I could compare myself to my siblings because yeah. we all were raised by the same people, so I, so I think my creativity, that may have just been, like, a Kelsey thing, and the weirdness, Kelsey, um, but the outdoors, and the work ethic, I think that's, like, a family thing, so. Definitely. Yeah. You love Montana. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Talking a little bit about nature versus nurture, mm -hmm. would you be the same person, let's say, if you grew up in another state? Washington? I don't think so. Don't think so? It's it's strange when you're growing up because you're like, everyone, you, you just assume like you're growing up like every other kid. I don't know if it was like that for you, but you just think, oh, I'm just a normal kid having a childhood like everyone else in the States. But then you come to college and you're like, oh, dang, like we all grew up in way different ways. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I think I'd be definitely different. If I grew up in a different place. Yeah. So. How have you noticed your childhood being different from other kids that you've met? <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, I guess I've learned in Montana, you learn to, like, respect the land and you learn to be, like, sensitive of other cultures and respect like other cultures like for example the Native Americans and the different reservations in Montana like you're just totally used to it and it's like I don't know you don't even question you don't discriminate really and you're grateful you had that yeah experience um yeah and then what else it's pretty good education system there and there aren't a lot of people <laughs> which is nice and um, not a lot of commercialization. Like, for example, if you're going from one town to the next in Montana, it's just a stretch of highway in the mountains mm. <laughs> or, like, in the plains. And then in Utah, if you're going from one city to the next, it's just, like, billboards and these giant buildings on either side. And it's, like, you never get a break from that. And, and you need that break. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's kind of chaotic here, so. Yeah. You don't like the chaos when it's around you, only when it's in you. It, yeah, that, thank you, John. That is a very good quote. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Put that on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw that one on the fridge. That's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about your perception of your childhood and who you were as a child. Mm -hmm. If you had to describe who you are now, what would you say? I would say I, oh shoot, uh, I would say I'm a little less creative just because I don't have time to be creative. I'm like always studying and I, yeah, you know, there's like limited brain space. Do you feel that sometimes? Totally. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm definitely more creative, say in the summer when I have more free time. Um, but I would say 
uh, okay, so things that are the same. Creativity, but less. Um, kindness. Um, weirdness, but l less, a little bit less. Mm -hmm. I would say, hmm, what else? Uh, okay, new things. I love plants now. That started a couple years ago. Um, I'm more confident now. Good. And I think I'm definitely smarter <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, comparing a third grader to a junior in college, so... <laughs> exactly. And a little taller. Yeah, um, a little taller, too. Just a little. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, going along with this idea of perceptions, how do you think your parents would describe you? Hmm. I think they would say I am hardworking, uh, kind, and... Except for when I'm hungry. <laughs> Apparently, I'm... Hangry. I can get hangry sometimes. Apparently. You don't see it in yourself? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's not something I readily notice. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess also I'm a little stubborn. A little bit. But, yeah, I think that's what they would say. Do you think they would say the good things before the bad things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so, too. I think they would. Yeah. And to round this idea of perceptions, you know, this whole mm -hmm. topic, I'm going to give my perception. Oh. Of you. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Plot twist. Okay, let's Plot it. twist, yes. So, all the other questions were kind of asked from the perspective of someone that didn't know you. Mm -hmm. And I know you. We yeah. have friends. Yes. And we are amigos. We are amigos. And I'm going to give you... So, you have many admirable qualities. But I'm going to explain one of your qualities. And I'm going to ask you if you see it within yourself. Okay. Okay. You are honest with yourself, others, and reality. You're very self-aware. Would you say that's true? Yeah, dang. Yep. I would agree with that. Okay. When did that start? I think that came along with the confidence. Okay. But I'm just, I don't like lying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think like honesty or bust is kind of. Yeah. Why do you think you've gotten to that? How did you reach that conclusion? Um, there's just a lot of fake things out there, and I just wanted to be a truthful thing. And, you know, I want to be the person that tells somebody if there is, like, broccoli in their teeth or something. You know, that's a silly example, but I, like, I'll, like, be watching out for people and, like, tell them what's up and tell them my real, um, thoughts and critiques I don't know. Not in a mean way, but just... Of course. Yeah. Positive feedback. Yes. Well, constructive feedback is yes. what I was saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you prefer life to be lived that way? Yeah. Okay. Something you're proud of? Yeah. Cool. Do you believe it's helped you to build better connections with others? I think so. Okay. Do you have yeah. an example? Well, with my current roommates, um, I didn't know them before the semester, <laughs> and I think the honesty between all of us like really got that relationship strengthened in a short period of time. Like, you know, I'm kind of like an open book and then, I don't know, I've never, <laughs> I don't have a different expect or different perspective than myself. So mm. I don't know what it was like for them, but for me it was like really easy to 
befriend them. Definitely. Going along with connections with others, how do you like to connect with another person? Mm, I like to probably quality time and adventures with other people is the best, I think. There's, yeah, that's the best way to bond. Adventures. Yeah. You consider yourself adventurous? Yes. <laughs> okay. How often do you go on, on these adventures? Well, when I don't have homework or exams all the time. Okay. So, definitely in the summers and then in the weekends when I have time. Gotcha. But. Does it have to be a grandiose event in order for it to be considered an adventure? No. Okay. Any, any little thing can be an adventure. Like going, <laughs> going to Target at 10 p.m. That could be an adventure. Okay. Or, or even hiking Tip at 2 a.m. Like that's definitely an adventure. Right. Um, I don't know. This positive thinking. Why do you think you have this positive thinking about little things such as a Target trip? It just makes life more fun. I think. <laughs> it kind of removes, wipes away the dullness of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um. Something that I like to do, so I love to interview people. As you can tell, I'm interviewing you right now. I had no idea. <laughs> I know, it's weird. It's such a revelation. Part of the reason why I like to interview, I kind of explained it to you a couple of days ago when I asked you to do this interview, mm -hmm. is I love the idea of understanding somebody that isn't understood. Not saying you're misunderstood to a great extent, but I think that all of us are misunderstood to a certain degree. And... A certain level of understanding can help us connect better with you know, our friends, family, romantic partners, stuff like that, right? So, I'm going to give you a quote. Here it is. Okay. There isn't someone you couldn't love after hearing their story. So, has there been a time... Sorry, that was the end of the quote. Has there been a time your perception of somebody has changed after hearing their story or understanding them better? Definitely. Um, for example, I was a TA last semester for a, a class, and it was mostly online, so I just dealt with, like, students, um, their assignments, like, pretty much I just had, my perspective was just, if they turn things on, turn things in on time, and if, like, you can tell if they put effort into an assignment or not, like, if there's two words typed out or if there's a whole paragraph, and... So, based on the limited stuff I had, I would make judgments in the back of my mind. But then sometimes I'd get emails from students, like, explaining their situation. Like, I'm so sorry, this is late. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like, why did I judge them so quickly based on, like, the two things I know about them, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, so things like that happen sometimes. And it, um definitely is a good reminder for to just um, assume the good in people. Assume so. And you try to do that. Yeah, I try. You try. <laughs> Keyword is try. We all are trying, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had some road rage moments. <laughs> and that is not assuming the good in other people. <laughs> I hear you. So, what do you think people misjudge about you? Yeah, I, I don't know what other people think about me. Yeah. Well... I, yeah, I really don't know. But yes. some people... Um, I mean, do you feel understood for the most part? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think you feel misunderstood? Uh, understood, I mean. 
because I'm pretty open with everybody. Open. And the whole honesty thing. Um, yeah. If I'm misunderstood, I don't... I guess, well, even with my little sister, I feel like she misunderstands me sometimes. Really? She thinks I'm meaner than I am. <laughs> but that's a sister thing. Yeah. So how does one become closer to you so they do better understand you? Hmm. Uh, just spending time with me, I think. Yeah. yeah. You don't, they don't have to do anything magical in order for them to no. connect. Mm-mm. Okay. And so this openness that you have, is it intentional? I think so. I, at, at one point it was intentional, but now it's kind of like second nature. Second nature? Yeah. Okay. And when it was intentional, when was this? I th- probably when I came to BYU. Really? Yeah. What made you shift? Well, I realized, like, I have to form a whole new social network. Like, not a lot of my graduating class came to BYU with me that year. And so I was like, man, I got to build my network from the ground up again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, people are never going to be my friend if I'm not open with them. And so... I just started there. So you didn't try any other social tactics. You thought being genuine and vulnerable was yeah. the and best then, thing to do. And at then first. like, you know, going up and talking to people at church or in class. Right. So like you have to make the effort. Yeah. And you've been making this effort. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And you go up and you talk to people that you don't even know. Yeah. Okay. What's a conversation started? Oh, there's always the, like, I love your shirt, or, um, I don't know, if you're in class, you're like, hey, do you understand this, or, I don't know. Yeah. Just, hey, what's your name, how, how's your day, and then you just, you just get going, just get to know people. I love that. A lot of people don't have the courage. You do. Thank you. You do. (laughs) One of my final questions. Why have friends? Why have friends? Um, life is so lonely without them. Yeah. It's, I think it's definitely a human thing. Like, you need people around you to um, gain more perspectives and see the world in different ways and spice things up. Yeah. And then have someone to talk to. I don't know. Do you think being around others takes energy or gives energy? It gives energy. Gives energy for you? Yeah. Has it always been like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, when, when I was little, if I, I definitely have FOMO, fear of missing out. And so I'd be laying in bed and like all of a sudden, 6 a.m., I hear the pots clanging downstairs because my dad's awake like making breakfast. I'm like, oh, I'm up. Time, time to go see what people are doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't miss out. These days, I can sleep in later, but it's still like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does it matter who is the person that is near you? Uh, not usually. Not usually? No. You can derive energy from anybody. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's you. very good. <laughs> it's like plant photosynthesis, but <laughs> energy from people. Mm. <laughs> My final sets of questions, they correspond with A... Another quote. 
Another quote. Another quote. You ready for this one? Yes. This is from... This is from Jim Valvano. He was a famous college basketball coach. He uh, coached at NC State. Okay. In the 70s. And he's most remembered for this quote. So he said, If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. End of quote. So, what do you think about this? I think it's true. Feeling all range of emotions? Yeah, it's all part of being a human. And it just, at the end of the day, it makes you glad to be alive and be able to experience these things. And it makes me think of uh, Harry Potter when, I can't remember what was happening, but Hermione, like, goes, turns to Ron and she's like, do you have the emotional range of a teaspoon? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I think it's good to have a good uh, or a wide emotional range and feel all the things. You don't shy away from emotions. Well, that's not always true. Not sometimes always true. sometimes I bottle up the sad stuff inside until, like, all of a sudden something tiny happens and then it just all comes out. But I think we all do that. And sometimes it's nice to have a good cry. But definitely. it's, yeah, it's good to, I don't know. It's definitely a full day if you've, like, laughed and felt angry and, like, bored, all the things. Exactly. So my questions, Mm -hmm. they ask, who makes you laugh the most? Oh, my dad. Your dad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who makes you cry the most? Oh, who makes me cry the most? Myself. (laughs) Yourself. And who makes you think the most? Who makes me think the most? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, probably, uh, like the apostles and the prophet, like when they give talks, they make you think a lot. Thought provoking. Yeah, very thought provoking. Perfect. That is the end of my list of questions. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. Kelsey, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to interview Thank you, you John. That was very fun. <laughs> This is Kelsey Mueller. She's 20 years old, studying dietetics at BYU, and you don't want to forget her and her story. Yeah, peace out. (laughs) Peace out. This is John Blotter, Everyday People Podcast. Thank you.